Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is, is the Gospel reading from uh, 2 Timothy 2. Maybe seated. I think I know where I'm at. This is Grace, right? 303 Ruth Street? Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Okay. Good. Okay. In the name of Jesus, from his shackles, Pastor Paul tackled head-on Pastor Timmy's, Pastor Timothy's, Pastor Timmy's, Fear and timidity from all that's ugly, encouraging him with nothing but, nothing but, nothing but the grace of J.C. Chop, chop. Pastor Paul's time is almost up. Locked up in Rome. Key thrown away. He heard, just around the corner, the very blade that would soon slice off his head. Tick. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. This epistle, 2 Timothy, was uh, Pastor Paul's final letter. His swan song, so to speak, his last will and testament, Pastor Paul spilled ink one last time on what? On what? On what? Pastor Timmy's fear and timidity. Now, Pastor Paul can't really FaceTime with Pastor Timmy. <laughs> but he knew exactly what Pastor Timmy was facing. How could Pastor Timmy not be struggling with fear and timidity? I mean, his spiritual father in the faith, Pastor Paul, the very man who ordained and trained him for the office of holy ministry, was about to be executed. So Pastor Timmy thinking, oh, what's the point? Why go on preaching sermon after sermon after sermon? What's the point? It looks like the ugly is winning. The ugly is about to overtake and overcome Pastor Paul. That's my future too, right? So I might as well hang up my collar and find a way to make a dollar. Maybe Dow is hiring. <laughs> Pastor Dow didn't exist yet. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Pastor Paul did not want Pastor Timmy to give in, give up, give out. And so, oh, 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 Pastor Paul used his pen to encourage Pastor Timmy to the M-A-X max. 2 Timothy 2.1 You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, even though Pastor Timmy is scared and stalled because his spiritual father is about to be executed, he doesn't have to be this way. Pastor Timmy already has everything needed for ministry in the grace that's found in J.C. And he's already there. He's already located where there's grace. He's baptized into, into, into Jesus. And so Pastor Timmy could face all that's ugly with the certainty that Jesus would supply all that's necessary to bring forth goodness and mercy and beauty out of his fear and timidity. 
the ugly in retreat, running for the hills. That which was beautiful, uh, gaining ground, marching on, chalking up one victory after another. Pastor Paul assured Pastor Timmy that Jesus would strengthen him to be an outpost, an agent, a sharer, a bringer of beauty. A beauty. Now we totally get Pastor Timmy's bundle of emotions, don't we? We totally get it. We are no strangers when it comes to fear and timidity. As the ugly is all around you and me. Now no one here, I'm pretty sure, has their fear and timidity fueled by the ugly of a loved one that's about to be executed by a Roman sword. But the ugly comes in uh, other forms as well, doesn't it? The uh, ugly. The uh, ugly. From nuclear war possibility. The ugly. From the death of civility. The ugly from workplace hatred and jealousy. The ugly of depression, loneliness, anxiety. The ugly from uh, family feuds and sibling rivalry. The ugly from loss of health and mobility, the ugly from what cancer and disease and sickness does to the body. All of this ugly, dear friends, can be downright debilitating, demoralizing, destabilizing. But it doesn't have to be that way. Because, because, because Pastor Paul's encouragement to Pastor Timothy is also for you and, and me. Be strengthened in the grace that's found in Christ Jesus. Be strengthened by the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. Yeah, be strengthened. Be strengthened by Jesus. None of us here strong on our own. Uh, newsflash, we are conceived and born needy. Uh, and get this, we remain needy all life long. All this ugly reveals, dear friends, our helplessness. Weaknesses uncovered, revealed, made manifest. Now, don't run away from your weaknesses. Don't ignore your weaknesses. That ain't healthy spiritually, okay? Embrace your weaknesses. What did pastor have for breakfast? <laughs> Embrace your weaknesses. That's what Pastor Paul did, right? Pastor Paul boasted in his weaknesses. Why? Because weaknesses, they're not the liabilities the world tells us they are. Jesus sees weaknesses actually as G-I-F-T-S, gifts. 
Gifts, gifts, gifts. See, when the ugly, when the ugly brings us to our knees, and we realize how weak we really are, and we are scared, and we are stalled, that's exactly where Jesus wants us. That's where he wants us. That fear and timidity is fertile soil for our Lord to work wonders in us and through us and and for us. When we are brought face to face with our weaknesses, we realize that uh, 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 we can't. But Jesus can. He, he does. And so we turn to Jesus to receive strength from him. Divine muscle power that is available to you and me right here at GLC. Pastor Paul tells us that, right? Through the office of holy ministry, our Lord shares with us his muscle power. 2 Timothy 2.2 And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust, in trust, in trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. This guy standing up here in a white dress is a reminder that Pastor Timmy did not, did not, did not double down on his fear and timidity and run away from ministry. No, he rolled up his sleeves and he got his hands dirty. He was strengthened by Jesus. Strengthened by him. Oh, what beauty Jesus cultivated in Pastor Timmy's life as he used him to train and ordain men so that his grace, God's grace, could go, could go global. The very grace that gathers guys and gals into Christ's church to be agents, outposts, bringers, sharers of, of, of beauty. Beauty. Now, it wouldn't be easy. Pastor Paul did not sugarcoat anything. Verses 3 through 7. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hard-working farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Sure, the ugly would leave Pastor Timmy with uh, bumps and bruises, but look at what Pastor Paul does. Pastor Paul leaves Pastor Timmy with three encouraging pictures for him to carry hold in his heart so that he would never lose heart but press on with joy. So let's go through these pictures, shall we? Because they are encouragements also for, for us. First, the picture of a soldier who pledged his allegiance to the king. Pastor Timothy. Timmy, Pastor Timothy, like, uh, like Ruth in the OT, the Old Testament reading, pledged his allegiance 
to the world's rightful king. His sole focus on the king's mission of beauty in and for this world. No distractions. No side gigs. All in with the king's mission of beauty. Second, the picture of a runner that played by the rules. Pastor Timmy was no Lone Ranger. He did not make it up as he went along. No shortcuts when it comes to beauty. Pastor Timmy ran. Ran according to the king's reign and rule, which meant, which meant, which, which meant being a servant of servants. Pastor Timmy put everyone else's needs before his own. He put everyone else's needs first. Pastor Timmy did not run for himself. He ran for everybody else. Finally, the picture of a farmer that gets uh, the first share of the harvest. Pastor Timmy's reward was the ministry itself. The cultivating of, of goodness and beauty in others. What joy and contentment Pastor Timmy had in preaching the gospelly good news. In preaching the grace of God, the grace of Jesus the Christ. And that grace has gone global, dear friends. The grace of unearned and unmerited divine favor. The grace of cross-purchase forgiveness. The grace of beauty planted and watered and grown. The beauty, the grace of adoption. The grace of living with King Jesus and his royal family in his kingdom that has no end. The grace that is here at... Grace. <laughs> it's here at Grace, folks. Grace is no fairy tale. For we remember this amazing grace that won't ever fail. Here at the communion rail where King Jesus graciously reigns and rules over every GLC guy and gal. Pastor Paul what Pastor Paul invited Pastor Timmy to remember, we also remember. 2 Timothy 2, 8, 9. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. This remembering is no mere mental activity, okay? Do this in remembrance of me. Where do we hear those words? Holy communion, right here. Pastor Paul leads us to the Lord's Supper. It's here where we meet our risen, reigning, ruling king face to face. Our King Jesus ain't dead. 
His bones aren't on display in some museum. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. King Jesus lives. You couldn't ask for a more understanding, more sympathetic king than King Jesus. After all, he is the offspring of, the offspring of, the offspring of, 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 of David. Which means, dear friends, that King Jesus actually walked in this world. He walked in our flesh. He knows what the ugly is. He gets it. He faced it. He faced the absolute worst ugly. He did. Cold and tired. Mistreated. Misunderstand. Misunderstood. Misinterpreted. Friends that were fickle. And foes that tried to get him into a pickle. Heckled and shackled. Tried and convicted for crimes he did not commit. Booed, booed, and bruised and bloodied. Driven outside the city gates with loud wails. And driven through with long nails. Loaded and lifted up with the sin of the world, including your sin and mine, forsaken by God, forsaken by mankind. Crushed, condemned, killed. He knows the ugly. He knows the ugly. He faced the ugly. But the ugly couldn't put the brakes on our king. Our king, he over took and overcame the ugly with his Easter morning resurrection. The ugly couldn't stop King Jesus from ushering in his beauty. What does his beauty look like? The sinner forgiven. The lonely welcomed. The lost found and celebrated. The hurting offering healing, offered healing. The broken made whole little by little. The guilty given peace, pardon. Those full of shame covered. Their nakedness covered. The sick, the suffering, the dying, holding on to the hope of the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Oh, what beauty. So much beauty. The message of Easter, dear friends, is that this gift, this gift of the king's beauty, has been unleashed in the face of the ugliest of the ugly, including the ugly of Good Friday. This beauty can't be trumped by the ugly. In fact, the ugly is trumped by the beauty. Oh, what beauty. A gift Pastor Paul knew wasn't locked up with him in Rome. Because the word is not bound. It's not bound. His word will accomplish great things, enduring great things. Beautiful things, despite the ugly. 
And that's certainly true right up here, dear friends. So whatever ugly, whatever ugly you're going through, whatever ugly you're facing at this moment, come forward and bow down, kneel before King Jesus, who says, take, eat, take, drink. Here, King Jesus reaches to us in the bread and the wine, his body and blood, his very body and his very blood that has already gone through the worst ugly in human history. The very body and blood that floods our entire being with the certainty that we live eternally. The very body and blood that swallows up our fear and timidity. The very body and blood that that stuffs us with beauty and sends us out to share that beauty in our homes, in our offices, in our schools, in our communities. This isn't Las Vegas. What happens here isn't supposed to stay here. (laughs) You heard Pastor Paul. Verse 10, Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Pastor Paul took bumps and bruises from the ugly, the ugly, because his desire was for the king's beauty to be planted in the hearts of everybody. May that be our desire also. Let us not keep the king's beauty to ourselves. Don't be beauty hogs. We're all beauticians. Yeah, that's right. Let's share the king's beauty. Let's be his people of beauty. After all, many face the ugly with no certainty, but our king is trustworthy. For he will, by his grace, bring us through our fear and timidity into glory. Let's share this beauty with everybody. Pastor... Paul left Pastor Timmy Timmy with a a hymn, H-Y-M-N, hymn. And it's a hymn that encourages the Christian church, even today, to share the king's beauty, verses 11 through 13. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Now we look at the ugly and we can say, we can say, can't touch this. Yeah, we can say that. Because we have already died with King Jesus. Where? Where? At the font. In that watery grave. We died with King Jesus So the ugly has no power over you and me. Death is actually behind us in the rear view mirror. There is only life ahead of us. The future isn't as scary as the media wants us to think. We can move forward, dear friends, not worried about the other shoe dropping. There is only life ahead of us. And not just any life. Life with King Jesus. And so take that step. Move forward, dear friends, with joy and confidence. Endure! Yes, endure! Which literally means remain under. Remain under. Who are we under? King Jesus. He's above us. 
The sky ain't falling, folks. No more of this chicken little Christianity, okay? Above us is the one seated on the throne who is showering us with blessings upon blessings, grace upon grace, through words, water, bread, and wine. The very grace that strengthens you and me until that day we are seated with him in glory, reigning and ruling for all eternity. Man, do we have an awesome king. He only wants the best for us. So don't deny him. Don't decry him. Don't defy him. We actually pledged our allegiance to this king at our confirmation. And get this, every time we confess the creed, we are pledging our allegiance once again to King Jesus. This king has pledged himself to us. Promising to give us everything that we need to make it into glory. Oh, what beauty will be there. But we don't have to wait until the last day to see the king's beauty. Where there's gentleness, flourishing, where those who feel invisible are welcomed, seen, and celebrated, where the hungry are fed, the naked are clothed, where prayers ascend, where shoulders are offered to cry on and lean on, where the needs of others are put first, numero uno, where folks own up to what they've done wrong, their sins, and forgiveness is, is, is shared. Where hospitality is a part of the congregation's life. Where the messy business of reconciliation is pursued. Where blessing, not curses, are shared with all. Where we, where what's best in people is what's seen. Where that is going on, there is the beauty of our king. Let's share the king's beauty, dear friends, my fellow GLCers. I know we're not going to be perfect as agents, as bringers, as outposts of beauty in this world. And our king gets it. He knows this. Remember that when we are faithless, he remains faithful. Say it with me. Faithful. He remains faithful. Now that is a mighty fine encouragement to spread beauty and not ugly. Share beauty, my friends. Give it a try. This is what we are strengthened to be and do. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.